0: Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. Join me as I interview YouTube superstars in the worlds of beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. I go in depth with your favorite video vloggers and discuss their journeys to success and the struggles they encountered along the way. We go behind the scenes of the world of vlogging and talk about what works and what doesn't and what it takes to be a YouTube superstar. So sit back and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another interview and episode for you guys. And before I get started with my interview with the gorgeous Jackie Wires, I want to do a couple housekeeping items like I always do. Um, if you're listening to the podcast Thank you so much. Thank you for continuing to be a fan and continuing to support the show. Um, people tell me all the time how much they love it, and I just thank you guys for it. One way that you can help me out a little bit is by leaving a review on iTunes. I have over 100 five-star reviews, and every single review is amazing, and it helps the show uh in terms of exposure and iTunes. So if you love it, that's one way you can help out and definitely spread the word. Um, let your let your friends know, let people know who would benefit from the interviews and all the material that's covered in the podcast. And one other thing, don't forget to join our Facebook group. We are at this point, and probably once this interview airs, it'll be more because we're growing rapidly by the day but we're over 500 members in our facebook group it's free it's an awesome place to collaborate if you're a youtuber meet other influencers get feedback have support so it's an awesome community you can go to the website and there's a link there or you could just search beauty and the vlog in facebook okay Now, we've got our gorgeous guest who's sitting here all glammed up, even though (laughs) it's just the podcast, but she just filmed, so she looks absolutely stunning. Um, It's a Toronto, Canada-based Jackie Wires, who... is a 20-year-old makeup artist, hairstylist, and YouTube personality who started her channel four years ago in 2012. Obsessed with pop culture, Jackie finds most of her inspiration for creating her beauty tutorials from her favorite celebrities, red carpet events, movies, and music videos. Jackie graduated from college where she studied makeup and design, and she now creates YouTube tutorials full-time as well as singing and songwriting with the goal of creating a country pop album. I can totally see you being a country star. <laughs> you like look like you're thank made to you. be a country pop star. Um, in addition to beauty, Jackie talks a lot about self-confidence on her channel. Her channel currently has almost 500,000 subscri- subscribers and a whopping 30 million video views. Well, Jackie, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. And I always like to kind of give a brief background on, on how I met the guests and all that. So you and I met... Well, we kind of were in contact before, and we were supposed to do this interview before I had my baby. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. And then, you know, everything went on the wayside when I had the baby, and I kind of took a break from the podcast, but we reconnected when we saw each other at the Santa Anita races at an event that we were both at, and uh, you were there with your mom. We were all taking a lot of pictures, (laughs) And, um, and now we're here.
1: Yeah, it was so much fun. I'm so glad we actually got to meet. I know,
0: me too. And now we're here. We're finally doing this interview, which is like, I don't know. Well, my baby's eight months, so it's probably like 10 months in the making.
1: (laughs) There (laughs) we
0: go. Alrighty, so let's get right into it. So Jackie, what made you decide to start your YouTube channel four years ago in 2012?
1: Well, I've always been into beauty. I love hair, makeup, and You know, experimenting with fashion since I was very young. So, when I was like in grade three, other people would wear a ponytail and two pigtails, but I would wear three. I would have. (laughs) I just always was trying to do something different and innovative. Yes, (laughs) I was that girl. And uh, I remember everyone would make bead bracelets, so I made these little tape bracelets, and I would cut little designs and put them in, and I've just always been creative, and I always like to experiment, and it's funny because I used to get very angry when people would be inspired by me or copy anything I did. I would get um, very upset, Mm -hmm. and it's hilarious because now that's what I do. I take inspiration from celebrities, and I realized, like, Copying someone is the best form of flattery, so I'm just constantly taking inspiration. I love it when someone goes out and buys the same top as me, and it's just a really fun, cool thing, YouTube, to meet girls with similar interests and just have a good time.
0: So you were in high school when you started?
1: Yes. Um, I, I don't know why I did this. Mm-hmm. I decide, I had braces. And I said, the day I get my braces off, I'm making a video. And I wish I did it sooner. If that's a piece (laughs) of advice for anyone, just start when you want to start because there are so many successful YouTubers with braces. It's a normal thing. But for me, I had it stuck in my mind that the day I got them off, I was going to make a video, and I stuck to that. (laughs) So
0: how long were you waiting around before you actually started to film and upload? Four years. (laughs) I had braces for four years. So you were... 12 when you actually thought about the idea
1: yeah so I started watching Michelle Fawn when I was in grade seven and I loved the idea I thought that's great but I did want to practice Mm -hmm. for sure and make sure that I knew what I was doing before I put myself online I also didn't have the confidence and I knew that I wanted to grow as a person and know that I would be good with putting myself on the internet before I just dove right in but I admire people who did start so young because they're doing great.
0: And what did you want to talk about when you were 12? Makeup. Oh, I I wore makeup at 12. I think it's so funny because there's these really young girls like wanting
1: to do all these makeup tutorials. It's like how much makeup do you really wear or need or buy at 12? Oh, I know. Yeah, I started by uh, taking my mom's makeup Mm -hmm. and I wasn't allowed in grade six. Yeah. So I was constantly taking, you know, her lipstick and her eyeliner, then I'd wipe it off before I got home. And then we had the discussion and I started buying my own makeup Mm -hmm. and just experimenting. And I think, um, well, sometimes I made some bad decisions in the beauty department. It's all self-expression and I am doing what I love now. So it's, it turned out great.
0: (laughs) So then you waited around till you got your braces off. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, yes, I totally agree with you. Get started as soon as, as soon as you want to, because that's the best mm-hmm. time to start is now. But it's not like you you were sixteen. It's not like oh yeah, you I was, was really young. young. Yeah, you're still really young. Yeah, and it was still four years ago, which is great. It's kind of like mm-hmm. you started right before like the big boom. I think like in it's YouTube, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So all right, so you started in high school. Did you get started with the intention of making this a hobby, or were you kind of like committed at that age and said, you know, I really want to do this?
1: I was pretty committed. I knew from seeing a couple other girls' success like Bethany Moda that Mm -hmm. it was a possibility to have um, a part-time career or maybe a full-time career. I was committed. I kept doing it every week, but then when I did go to university, Mm -hmm. it was a lot harder to keep it up, and that's when I made the decision to go full out, and I went to a makeup and design school to make sure that I knew all that I could know, and I keep continually learning, but... Now I do it full-time, and uh, I'm really happy with the decision. (laughs) So you
0: went to school with the intention of learning more to kind of
1: boost your YouTube career. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I wanted to to be a makeup artist on the side or do that full-time if YouTube fell through. But I have found that I love to be on camera just as much as applying makeup, and I love all the the behind-the-scenes. So YouTube really is the place for me as long as I can do it.
0: Wow. So you, you really knew what you wanted to do at a young age. Like yeah. There's been no other thing like, oh, maybe I want to like go into like being a teacher or something else. Like you were like, I want to do this YouTube thing and, and makeup also.
1: Yeah, I had a couple other ideas. I've always wanted to do something beauty related. So mm-hmm. I thought maybe I would work at a magazine and do the layouts because I'm very visual. I like um, design. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe I would do that. And then I also have always wanted to sing, but I always thought that singing would be more of a side career and a hobby, whereas um, beauty would be more of a career for me. Well, I think
0: having a YouTube channel is great exposure for Mm -hmm. having any kind of music career. I mean, so many musicians these days actually make their careers on YouTube and you've done something interesting where you've created a platform with your beauty, you know, half a million subscribers, and now you can build that or use that kind of to start your music career.
1: Yeah. For sure. And I have started a little bit. I do a cool series on my channel called The Singin' Style okay. and I'll cover um, a popular artist song and then I'll create a fashion music video inspired by uh, the artist. So I've done Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, Lucy Hale, Ariana Grande, just fun songs and uh it's just a fun way to get fashion and music into my channel while it still fits my uh, original content. So, you, so you're actually
0: doing like a music video. Like you, you kind of do like a, you sing that song and create a music video.
1: Yes, and it's a little bit more focused on fashion though. There's definitely close-ups yeah. of each piece like a lookbook. So you kind of get best of both worlds in that way.
0: Do you have help creating that? Because that's usually kind of more intense when it comes to editing and videoing and the production and all that.
1: Yeah, so I plan it out scene by scene, make -hmm. sure I get all the clothing I want, and I edit everything together, but I'll usually have a friend or my mom or dad film. They're all really cooperative and like to help me out sometimes, so it's not crazy professional, Mm -hmm. but it's really fun and a way to get myself out there.
0: How many many hours does it take you to film that kind of video?
1: Ooh, I usually spread it out, so I'll go to different locations sometimes. Okay. Like, I did a trip to Australia, and I have some scenes in there. Wow. And then when we were at the um, horse races, actually, mm-hmm. I went to the side, and I did a scene for one of them that will be coming up. So you'll see the same oh. outfit that you saw me in. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, that's so, such a good yeah. idea. Thank you.
0: <laughs> like, it's a, it's a good idea to do something like that, where you're combining your beauty and your makeup. Are you? How long have you been
1: doing this series? About a year now. So I have um, five up on my channel and the first one's embarrassing, but I got a lot better. So (laughs) was that the first
0: time that you actually sang on your channel
1: or have you sang before? I did a cover, um, Oh, I think two years ago or maybe three years ago, just Mm -hmm. singing one of my favorite songs, almost lover by a fine frenzy. And -hmm. I got a good response. Um, but then I just stuck to makeup and hair and thought, what can I do to bring this in? So it's not just random yeah and then I came up with the idea and uh, yeah I've been doing it since and I hope to do some original songs as well
0: uh, what was the response with this type of video when it came to like the views like how does it compare to say the rest of the videos on your channel
1: it did really well, actually. The first one I did, "Blank Space" by Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. and while I'm kind of embarrassed by the singing in that one, <laughs> wasn't a great choice for my voice. I suit more of a country sound, okay. but because it was a topical song, when I uploaded it, that actually skyrocketed, and it was one of my fastest viewing, um, fastest views that had happened. Yeah. So,
0: like fastest growing like
1: videos, like <laughs> fa- yes, fastest growing videos. Yeah. Uh, That's what I mean. And that one did well, so then I did Lucy Hale, who wasn't as popular of an artist, so it didn't Mm -hmm. get as many views, but still even did better than a lot of my makeup and hair tutorials. Um, I guess it was just something fun and different that people like to see. And depending on how recent the song was released, that's usually how views go. But even when it doesn't do... Um, super well. I try to do songs that really mean something to me and artists that I'm inspired by. So when I do release my own stuff, you can look back and see all my influences.
0: Wow. And so eventually you do want to release your own music. Yes. And you haven't done that yet.
1: No, I'm working on it.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, it's not easy. I know that that takes some work. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been approached by any music managers or any gotten any opportunity on the music side since releasing these music videos?
1: Yeah so I do work with a um, vocal coach okay. and we're always working with people and seeing what is next for me. I recently did a showcase which was my first time performing mm-hmm. live by myself. I had done some stuff in high school but the first time I was really on stage and I made a couple contacts through that and have had some cool opportunities that I won't talk about just yet but yeah. yeah I've definitely met some people through putting myself out there. Wow I think that's I think that's awesome. I think it's just such
0: the power of YouTube. It's like, for sure. Especially for music. I mean, music, it's like there used to be such a, a barrier to entry with getting yes. into music. It used mm-hmm. to be much more difficult. You had to, you know, you had to kind of move to New York or LA or be in, you know, country. If you're going to, you know, do that, you have to be in that area and, and you have to know people it was who you know or you would have to do all exactly. these performances. Now on YouTube, you can create like a, a pretty substantial following and do your own thing you don't need a record label you don't need anything you can just self-produce this music yeah and make a living off of it which is crazy yeah yeah i mean that's it's that's amazing and it's cool that you're combining beauty because beauty is such it's so popular and it's so it's such good exposure mm-hmm. and um and the music side so Good, good for you on that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so let, we're going back. So you started your channel at 16. You said when you started it, you were, you took it pretty seriously. How how was the growth of your channel, say, like the first couple years? Like, take us back to when you first started. You first started uploading. Uh, you were figuring out this whole YouTube world. Um, how, how was your channel at that point in the growth?
1: So when I first started, I would say it's, it grew pretty slow. Mm-hmm. As much as I wanted it to be a career, I didn't have a great camera. It was still... At a time where YouTube wasn't, um, the the product, I mean, sorry, the production quality yeah. wasn't as crazy good as it is now. Yeah. So I started at a time, I just had an okay camera. Uh, I thought I was okay on camera speaking, but looking back, I needed some help. <laughs> I uh, I was very monotone and spoke really fast. <laughs> so... I had to learn and it was all a learning process anyways but I was very consistent and I think that helps if you're posting every week and a lot of those videos are privated so it's hard to come across my old Ah. videos but I would say it was pretty slow until I did my prom videos. Uh, I did a get ready with me for my grade 12 prom twice and that really got in the search engine at the Mm -hmm. time and both of those have reached almost a million views so yeah that's what kind of got me... um, being viewed. Mm -hmm. And it's a little embarrassing when I look back now because beauty trends have changed so much. Like I never thought to touch my eyebrows, but it's still really cool to see myself getting ready for prom four years ago. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And, and I asked that question too, and we can kind of dig a little bit deeper into it is that, you know, was there any kind of a tipping point or anything that happened that got your, your channel from kind of chugging along to really, really started to grow fast?
1: Yeah, I would say prom videos, and I did a Barbie tutorial mm. that grew pretty quickly. And other than that, it's really been steady, just okay. steady growth for me. Not, it hasn't been like one viral video or anything like that.
0: Where were you when you created this prom video when it came to like numbers of
1: subscribers and all that? Ooh, I I don't remember. I think I was around 50,000, but I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: But then it, it's so crazy because it's like there, I mean, there's a certain videos that for some reason or another, they just really take off. And for a lot of people, that just gives them so much exposure to yeah. that channel. And it's like you, you almost, I almost feel like these days you have to be so much strategic with the types of videos that you're doing so that, you know, I mean, so that they are searched. I mean, for someone like you, you know, a half a million subscribers, you can be a little bit more creative and do things that are a little different because you have such a large subscriber base that pretty much no matter what you do, you'll land in search engines because you've already got that that base. Mm -hmm. But even still, if you want to grow and stuff, it's just still important to be aware of, you know, what you're
1: uploading and if it's going to be searched. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of trends that come and go and that really help people out. I'm pretty bad with following the trends. I should do it a little bit more. Like right now, beauty hacks. Everyone's yeah. looking at beauty hacks and, you know, things like that. And I stick to what I'm good at a little bit. And I mm-hmm. should be a little bit more adventurous and do things that I know will get searched. But I just want to put out stuff that's really authentic to me. And I do feel like in the next little bit of it, in the next while that I'll try to do things that maybe will get me more exposure and just put my own spin on it rather than just sticking to what I do because I do mostly um celebrity hair and yeah. makeup looks and sometimes I'll think oh everyone loves this celebrity and then it won't do very well and then I'll do an old school celebrity like Brooke Shields mm-hmm. and it'll do really well and I'm like oh I didn't even think that one would do well so well you kind of look a like a Brooke Shields though oh they tell you, you that no, I think it's uh, when I do uh, my brows big, then yeah. that kind of gives me more of her look. But thank yeah. you, yeah. I mean, you, could, you could totally
0: have like that that look, so I can see like you doing that. It's like, well, you 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 look like you look like her, <laughs> so that's kind of interesting to watch. But you know, I do think that the celebrity thing is really smart too, because like you said, I mean, sometimes it's hit or miss, but for the most part, like the celebrity looks and things like that, those are are pretty highly searched.
1: Yeah, for sure, and. People like Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande, they have so many girls looking up to them that want to see how they can get a little bit of inspiration from their look. So I like to do videos like that, but I also try to say that it's just a makeup look and it's not going to make you look exactly like that person because you don't want to look like someone else. You want to still be you, but just have fun with your makeup and feel good that day. So experimenting. (laughs) No,
0: no, definitely. And are you, um, do you try and create like looks that happen like recently say you know an Ariana Grande on the video music awards and then you upload that you know fast or or is it just like random like oh you know I like this look or because I know sometimes you could be strategic in that way to upload a look right after that celebrity wore it let's say on the red carpet or something
1: yeah I do a little bit of both I've done a couple Selena Gomez looks when they just Mm happen and those do pretty well but i take a long time editing i'm a little bit of a slow editor so i can never get it up like the next day yeah. but uh like someone like nikki tutorials she gets it up so so fast yeah she I does take a, about a, yeah, yeah i take it a, about a week or two after an event so it's not as searched but it's still in people's minds so how
0: much time do you spend editing
1: hours and hours i will film the look i can do a makeup uh and hair recreation in a day, just a couple hours, it'll take me to film. Mm. But when I sit down to edit it, I would say about 10 hours to get the bulk of it done. Yeah, I'm just really nitpicky with it, with lighting, because in my house I don't have the best lighting Mm -hmm. even with my box lights and everything, so I find I have to manually fix it, Mm. and I find that a little difficult, but I'm always learning.
0: I mean you could spend hours and hours and hours editing a video like yeah so many ways you know Mm -hmm. and so do you uh what do you use to edit? I use Final Cut Pro. Okay yeah you kind of have to use that if you're going to be tinkering with like the lighting and the all that stuff Mm -hmm. but um how
1: did you learn how to do that just on your own? Yeah, just experimenting. I started with iMovie yeah. and I was all over the place. I didn't know how to use it. And then it just kind of fell into place when I started actually taking the time to look stuff up and learn how to do everything correctly.
0: Did you find that there was a, say, improvement in kind of the views and subscribers when you started to, to really focus more on the editing? Or maybe you maybe you were focused on it before, but maybe you got like a hang of the editing a little bit better.
1: Yeah, and I think I got in YouTube at a time where it was a little bit more acceptable to be all over the place with editing. Everyone was a little bit more messy with it and everything looked homemade, whereas now it's almost like TV quality in a lot of the big uh, YouTubers. But I kind of like the homemade look. I try not to steer too far away from it because I am a young adult just making videos in my house and I think there's a charm to that. So I try to keep it authentic and... Mm -hmm. um, show that i really am making it i don't have an editing team it's all me and i try to have it good quality without it being too over edited yeah yeah, over to
0: produce i think that's Mm -hmm. important and it's interesting because there is like a group of youtubers out there that are just like so polished so it just i mean a lot of them look like they're filmed in a studio i mean you do have some of those girls that film at the ipsy studios like Mm -hmm. perkins and um what's your name Lester Lux Katie you know those girls Mm. they have that all that equipment yeah and then you have other people that create that same look at home like I believe Nikki Tutorials films everything at home and yeah. she has a look of like a major of a studio, the way like her lighting and everything is all set up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but then you've got people like yourself that it still looks good, but you still have that look of like a bedroom in the background. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really interesting the way YouTube is kind of progressing. And I think, you know, I work with a lot of people that are uh, starting out and they're trying to get started. And it's one of the things that I say too, it's like, like, it's, it's great that, that you're starting and you're doing a YouTube channel, but you're competing against people that are really doing this, like, mm-hmm. like, very seriously. And if you want people to watch your channel, you almost have to come out of the gate looking not you don't necessarily have to look at the level of like, you know, crispy and those girls like in a studio, but you got the level of, of pretty seriousness, because why is someone yeah. watch your video versus somebody else that's just easier to watch, in essence. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 crazy, but I think it's smart for you to kind of keep that, uh, like you said, like keep the I don't know the word you use, but almost just authentic? The, yeah, authentic. Yeah, authentic. Yeah. Keep that because you are you. You're mm-hmm. the one editing it. You're the one filming it. It's in your home. And, you know, you're not not gonna hide it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So one of the questions that I ask everybody that comes on the show is. any type of a struggle? Is there anything that you struggle with when it comes to your YouTube channel? And and you're doing it full time now. So it's kind of like your job. I mean, do you have any kind of struggle with your channel?
1: I haven't dealt with too much um, negative comments on my channel or hate or things like that. I've dealt with more bullying and rumors in my personal life. So Mm. by the time I'd overcome that and gone online, I felt like I could handle it. And I think because my content isn't very um, controversial. I'm mm-hmm. here for people to come and watch and have a nice time. It's not a really a place of um, you know politics or anything like that, yeah. so I don't get a lot of hate. It's just like, oh, this is a cool look. If someone doesn't like the look, they might tell me, but it's pretty rare. I think people just click out, and I think it really depends on the age category, and for me, I have people mostly my age watching. It's 18 to 24 is my main um, audience. Yeah. And they seem to be pretty cool girls because they don't get a lot of uh, backlash. Someone might say they prefer a different color on me or something, but it's never anything that's really harsh or mean. I've been really lucky that way.
0: That's nice. Is there like a certain demographic? Do you think that's more prone to kind of that bullying online?
1: Yeah, I think when you're really young, yeah. it's easy to fall into that. And if you're angry or you're getting bullied at school, it can be really easy to sit behind a computer screen and pick apart somebody else. Mm-hmm. And even when I was younger, I would think negative things about people I would watch. I didn't mm-hmm. go and comment it, but I think maybe if I was in a worse state of mind or if I yeah. had more at home problems, maybe I would have done that. Yeah. I don't know. I, didn't, I also didn't have um, all the social media all the time when I was young. I was out playing outside, so yeah. now kids always have their phone. They're always looking at these, you know, airbrush photos, and I think it can be really hard to measure up. And sometimes girls crack and try to tear each other down at a young age, and it's really sad to see. Uh, I I'd like to think most people mature out of it, and it's just it's hard to grow up in this <laughs> day and age. But I can understand why girls say mean things because there is so much pressure and. I always say, you know, try to be as nice as you can to everyone. But if someone is mean online, they're not a horrible person. It's just a learning experience, and you hope that, you know, that they're okay.
0: Yeah, you know, I I always think about that too, especially now. You know, I just had a baby, I had a daughter. Like when I was growing up, there what there wasn't any social media. I mean, no. and I I think it's really it's really hard to grow up having that constant. Um, bombardment of social media of not just like people you know not just people like that you don't know like strangers of like like you said like airbrush photos but like people like kids I'm sure in your class are like posting things and comparing things and um, you know things are all discussed offline versus like when I was in school, everything was just kind of like, maybe there was gossip, people talking, but there wasn't things like, in a public forum, like a, like an Instagram account, or Facebook account, or things like that, where people were kind of being put down, and
1: Mm -hmm. I just think it's
0: really, it's really hard, and it's like, everyone's going through kind of that growing up phase and some insecurity and you know people have been you know everyone's prone to like gossiping and things like that but this is like taking that all to another level and when you're that age in high school or junior high and you're growing up it's kind of hard to I mean it's hard for a lot of like you said a lot of people crack I mean it's it's hard to handle those kind of things
1: Hmm. and not only just appearance seeing Everyone's kind of trying to outdo each other sometimes on social yeah. media. Like, look, I'm at this party. Look how fun, how much fun me and my friends are having. So if you're someone who keeps to yourself and you're always looking at these images and you're thinking, well, what am I doing? Why aren't I a part of this? Yeah. It can be really easy to doubt yourself. But uh, that's why I think YouTube is such a cool thing because you can broadcast yourself. And you're just, if you choose to be yourself online and you can meet a lot of people that love you for you and create a really cool community without... Uh, it being so much of a comparison if you if you have that mindset anyway
0: (laughs) is that part of the reason why you started your channel because you said you were bullied like yeah yourself
1: Mm -hmm. I went through a long period of time starting from middle school and early high school where there was a lot of rumors and I felt very powerless because it was actually uh, parents and teachers that got a hold of these rumors and We're constantly talking about things that weren't true, but when you have authority talking about you, it's hard to have a voice, so I felt very powerless for a long time and it took me a while to decide who I wanted to be and putting myself out there on YouTube and just being the girl I am and having people see that and not question it has been uh, really special for me and helped me gain a lot of confidence. (laughs) So the bullying had nothing to do with the fact that
0: you're a YouTube and you're a YouTuber and the people were kind of like making fun of you because of that. It, it was a completely
1: separate thing. Oh, no. I started my YouTube channel after it all mm. happened. So I didn't put my that was also part of the reason I didn't put myself online because there was so much going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. that I didn't want to bring to the Internet. Yeah. And once it had all settled down, I also was like, OK, I want to do this. I'm going to put myself out there and if people are still talking negatively about me, I think people will see that I'm not the person that they're saying I am.
0: (laughs) Is this something that you talk about publicly on your channel, the bullying that you experienced?
1: I've dealt, I've talked about it a little bit, but I haven't gone too deep into the things that were said. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe I'll do a video about it. I just feel it's a little bit inappropriate. (laughs) So I try to keep it just, um, you know, there was rumors, it was not true, Mm -hmm. and it ended up affecting me in a lot of ways. But at the end of the day, I have the confidence to put myself out there again and I have a great community now. So it's all turned out good. Yeah.
0: I mean, you look amazing and your channel is so successful. So it's like something good came out of it. Yeah, for sure. It inspired you to kind of get out there and, and, and do something like your YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you able to overcome a lot of this, the bullying?
1: Well, I think a lot of it just took time Mm -hmm. because when there was so much negative things being said about me, after a while I started to believe it and I brought that baggage with me Mm -hmm. everywhere I went and I lost a lot of friends and then something just switched. I just grew up a little bit and I realized, you know what, I'm not this person, I don't have to act this way because people called me this, I can be who I want and YouTube helped me through that. I made different friends, and I just put myself into my hobbies. So YouTube was a hobby, singing. Mm-hmm. Um, I started painting. So I just took that negative energy yeah, and just made art with it. Good. Yeah, yeah, I just that's, yeah, good. that's how I overcame it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you're you're definitely successful now. I mean, half a million YouTube subscribers—that's no joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your and it's your career, right? That you're doing this full time. Mm-hmm. So are you, are you living at home, or are you like?
1: on your own or yes so I'm living at home right now okay and potentially moving out in the next year
0: oh wow and you're gonna stay in Canada or are you gonna move out of the area
1: it looks like I'll be staying in Canada for a while oh, okay
0: that's nice mm-hmm. I know that a lot of YouTubers end up like moving to LA or New York or something mm-hmm. yeah we'll but, see <laughs> yeah no I mean it's great I mean you're doing good just where you are and also like staying in Canada or places like that it's like there's different opportunities there and it's not as much competition I would think mm-hmm that's true you know so um okay so next is a um i call it the best tips section okay so we go through and i ask you just kind of the best tips for different categories all so right you just kind of say like a you know one or two three word answer just your best tip for that so what is your best tip for starting a youtube channel be yourself hmm. <laughs> perfect what is your best tip for what not to do
1: I would say don't try to be a character or be like someone else, this is kind of just expanding on what I just said. Because unless you're a stellar actress, people Mm -hmm. can see through it and it's really hard to seem authentic if you're trying to be somebody else.
0: Best tip for growing your YouTube channel? Consistency. Yeah. How often do you
1: upload? Once or twice a week.
0: Okay. Is it always the same day?
1: I try, but not always. always.
0: (laughs) But people know they'll get a video from you at least once a week. Yes. (laughs) Best tip to get noticed on YouTube?
1: Follow the trends and write thumbnails. Thumbnails are really important. Yeah, they are. Best equipment tip? Ooh, a good camera. I have a Canon Rebel T5i. That's what most YouTubers have. Mm -hmm. And it's not... uh, a crazy expensive photography camera, but it's, it's good quality for YouTube. Yeah. I hear that one a lot. Mm-hmm. What is your best software tip? Final Cut Pro is great to work on and PicMonkey.com for editing photos and thumbnails. I know. I
0: love PicMonkey and Canva, Me too. Canva.com. And it's interesting. It's like, you don't even need to know, um, what's that, that major software? Photoshop. Like Photoshop.
1: Anymore. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how to use
0: that at all. Yeah, I don't either. And it's like, it's what you, it's like before Canva and PicMonkey came out, like you had to know Photoshop or you had to hire someone to do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Um, I wish it was around when I had my clothing line because Mm -hmm. we ended up having to use a graphic artist. And like, you know, my sister, she was kind of knew Photoshop, but it's like, you have to, you have to really know it. Yeah. And um, PicMonkey and Canva make things so easy. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. um all right so the next round is our last round it's my favorite it's the beauty bonus round and it's kind of same thing as the other one but i ask these questions in every interview and um you just kind of respond with your first first answer so what are your three holy grail beauty items
1: Oh, what's oh Stila Aqua Glow Serum Foundation. Wow, I'll say that one again. <laughs> Stila Aqua Glow Serum Foundation. Okay. Helpful there. Um, Too Faced Sweet Tea Bronzer. I love
0: that bronzer. So good. It's, it's like so nice. nice. <laughs> it's so nice. And I feel like it's kind of like one of those under the radar products. Like I'm wearing it right now. I'm like obsessed with it because it it gives like a little bit of a glow, but without it being too shiny. Yeah, and
1: it's a bit deeper than some of the other bronzers, so it works well for contour. It's just great. I love it.
0: I know. It's one of my favorites, too.
1: And then for lip gloss, I love um, Buxom lip glosses, specifically the shade Dolly. Okay. Got
0: it. Um, All right. So we already talked about what you use to edit in your camera. Anything else you use that are kind of like your holy grails when it comes to filming?
1: Uh, I got a big iMac mm. so that makes editing really awesome
0: I know I've heard everyone says that once you mm. get that that big screen right yeah oh my god and then you're able to to kind of do multiple screens within that screen
1: yeah it's, it's been a big help how long ago did you get that
0: um about a year do you feel like it's it's saved you time when it comes to editing or it's just made the process just more enjoyable
1: I think it has saved me time my laptop was getting lagged down mm-hmm. because I had so many files. So it's yeah. good to have a more powerful computer. Yeah, I think that's huge. That, that, that's
0: really nice. Um, what would you not do again if you
1: were to start your YouTube channel? Who? Oh, one time I talked about a breakup. Oh. <laughs> and while I don't quite regret it, uh, I think you know those are your stories to tell and you mm-hmm. should be able to... Uh, tell your life story if that's what you choose to do, but it didn't quite fit my channel because I am more instructional based Mm -hmm. and I just kind of told everyone a bad story about me and it upset a couple people, so I think I should have waited longer to talk about it and have the maturity to talk about it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it can be a little bit touchy when you're talking about people online. Uh, Even if you're not saying names or you're keeping it very uh, under the radar, the people in your direct life yeah. they know so yeah. I think it's just important to respect everybody yeah I agree I mean I think it,
0: it comes kind of a learned experience you know with the territory it sounds like you did it and you probably like ooh, I probably shouldn't have done that and now yeah. you've, you've learned <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, because like you've got this public platform but not everybody else you know wants that yeah so yeah that, that's very self-reflective and, and good. <laughs> um <laughs> What, oh, who would be your dream collaboration? Bethany Moda. Oh, yeah. You mentioned her a couple times. Yeah.
1: yeah. One day, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> her early stuff. Like if I'm looking for inspiration, I'll go watch her older videos just because they're more tailored to beauty and fashion. I love her now, but that's what really inspired me to begin with. Yeah. And part of the reason I want to keep it very authentic and looking homemade is because that's why I love her videos. Yeah. So- Hers are very much like that.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you look at like someone like Michelle Phan and she went in the direction of completely production wise, which mm-hmm. is awesome. I mean, each direction is fine and she's incredibly artistic. But I think she was one of the first to kind of almost create like mini movies. Yeah. For her makeup tutorials. Mm-hmm. But um, Bethany Moda, on the other hand, like you said, she's just girl next door, like very authentic
1: and all mm. that. So. And now, now her um, production quality yeah. is
0: crazy good yeah but there's better. still that charm there yeah so. there is uh what is your favorite social media platform other than youtube
1: instagram yeah a lot of people say snapchat now we have the snap stories on instagram I know, on instagram i kind of like it i think it's cute to uh click someone's icon and see the stories but most people are team snapchat i just did a poll on twitter and yeah. most people prefer snapchat still <laughs>
0: You know, it's so funny, though, because I was kind of doing a little bit of research on that. And it seems like a lot of people are like, you know what? Like, I think this could be the demise of Snapchat because so many people have a little bit larger followings on Instagram. Yeah. And it's just a little bit easier to just do it all in one place um, versus having like another app. So I wonder how this is going to affect Snapchat.
1: Yeah, I think Snapchat's different for every day if you're snapping back and forth with your friends mm-hmm. but for someone with more of a following and you're yeah. just doing stories it's a little bit easier to just have it all in one app so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah and,
0: and it's kind of interesting too to see how like some of these social media platforms are I mean they're competing with one another and they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of taking some of these features and 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 adding them on to compete with other ones like you know you got facebook and now you got like facebook live which is competing with periscope and Mercat as like the live streaming and and then you know now you've got this you know instagram stories thing which is exactly like snapchat so it's like you know at some point a lot of these Social media platforms are going to go to the wayside and just the big ones are going to end up. It's just a matter of like which ones are going to be. And you as a content creator almost have to be very aware of that because you can you don't want to put all your eggs in one
1: basket. Exactly. Yeah. I really hope Instagram sticks around because I have a lot of fun with that one.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of do. But then they, they throw a wrench in and then they change the algorithm. Yeah. Did you see any change with your Instagram with that? No. No, yeah. No. I think, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Ooh, I'm not sure. I think 50,000? Yeah, I think with Instagram, if you have, like, a pretty decent following, like, your size, um, I don't think there is as much of an effect with that algorithm change. I think it's mm-hmm. people that are smaller that that are probably saw more of a hit. Okay. that That's been my impression, but... I don't know. So, all right. Uh, What are you glad that you did do when you first started your channel?
1: Ooh. I'm glad that I stuck with the things I love. Like I have, I love makeup. I love, um, the celebrities that I recreate, I genuinely like. I yeah. think that's something that I've always done. It's like always people I admire, so I'm always excited about what I'm filming and excited to try on a new look because uh, it looked great on this person and I admire that person. Yeah. I wouldn't do a look of a celebrity that I didn't like. I just try to keep it very genuine. It's, it's my interests and what I love to do, of course, I listen to my subscribers and what they want to see, but um, I love that my subscribers have similar interests to me and it's a a fun place to make friends
0: <laughs> yeah cuz you know the people that are gonna gravitate towards you are gonna be kind of like-minded people and you're like oh yeah mm-hmm. you know. yeah like
1: with my channel even though I do have a lot of celebrity tutorials I do have an element of fantasy in there mm. like I love to do princess looks I love mermaids mm-hmm. and I really do try to have my channel as just a fun place for people to escape yeah. I keep it very light-hearted and um, I, it's been like that the whole way through. It's never really been a very serious competitive platform for me. Yeah. It's just me really showing having who fun. I am and what I love and having fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's, you know, I I, I watch some of your videos and it's just so girly. And so, so girly. <laughs> and fun. And I, I yeah. like that too. Cause it's just very positive and there's <laughs> no – you know there are some YouTubers that you know they're they're into the makeup and stuff, and then they get like really like personal and deep down and yeah. all these things. And that's not bad either. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's you know it's like different choices. Yeah. And you chose to keep it light, and that that's how I am. I'm always more like okay, let's look at the positive. Let's yeah. Look, you know, let's look at the nice things and stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's important for those people also that that get really deep and stuff. Cause some people are searching for that and they're looking for yes. that kind of yeah. connection too. So, mm-hmm. um, that's the beauty of YouTube. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, what's amazing. So, um, what is your favorite opportunity that you got as a result of being on YouTube
1: this year? I was featured in Canada's flare magazine in partnership with Olay CoverGirl, and Pantene, wow. And that was really cool. Yeah. I'd never done anything like that. And I did a get ready with me shoot at their, um, fashion closet. Mm -hmm. So I did my makeup in their fashion closet and we had the editor pick out some outfits for me and I really am proud of that video so I got to try out uh, Straight Across Bangs which was fun. They were clip-ins and I still Uh, wear them all the time. (laughs) So that was definitely a cool
0: experience. So what exactly was it? So it was for a Canadian magazine?
1: Yeah, Flair magazine is one of Canada's top fashion magazines. Okay. And I had a video shoot with them and then I also appeared in the magazine. Okay, that's what I was going to ask.
0: So you were were in the magazine, and then what did Olay and CoverGirl have to do with it?
1: So it was all Olay, Pantene, and CoverGirl products. Products? Okay. Wow. And
0: where was that video uploaded? On your channel or on their platform?
1: Yeah, so it was uploaded on my channel, and then there was two little segments. There was just like a fun behind-the-scenes video, as well as uh, the complete look with the outfit they picked out for me over on the Flair website.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm, It was a lot of fun. Was this a paid opportunity also? Yes. See, that's awesome. That's like, that's Mm -hmm. cool. And, and you being Canadian, you got the opportunity there, you know? Yeah. So that's amazing. Was it just you or were there other girls
1: part of that shoot? I was the first one to do it and they've done a couple girls since. So there's been some other Canadian uh, YouTubers who have been featured in the same little program.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Did you, from that, gain exposure where you had other people contacting you, wanting to do endorsements, brand deals, sponsorships, anything like that? Um, not
1: that I'm that aware of. No? Okay. Yeah, yeah. but, I, yeah, it's just been slow growth. Yeah. And that opportunity was great. I've had opportunities since, but it hasn't been, from that one opportunity, a bunch of people knocking on my door or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, All right. So last question, what is your superpower? Meaning, what is that one thing that you have that's just kind of natural that you think has contributed to your success?
1: I think confidence, Mm -hmm. because even through the times that I felt, you know, really down or I felt that people thought of me in a negative way I just had something in me to keep going and to keep being myself and sharing art with people and um you know expressing myself through makeup and hair and just being authentic to who I am and uh I think it can be hard to be yourself sometimes yeah. and that's something that I might make sure to do <laughs> That's <laughs> so. awesome yeah it's, it's easy
0: to kind of get derailed from that and lose sight of who you are and what your vision is and all that mm-hmm. so confidence is huge and it's you know not always not everybody has it so yeah. um yeah so well jackie thank you so much for the interview this was Thanks great for me. yeah <laughs> and uh, where can everybody find you and your gorgeous makeup looks i mean you guys you don't aren't familiar with her she has like the biggest gr- are, are you guys green or blue they're green they're blue, blue. Oh, they're blue. okay <laughs> yeah. because i was watching i was like, I, what is like they're like almost like a green blue the biggest bluest eyes just gorgeous so um definitely check check out her her videos. so where can people find you
1: so jackie wires that's what i'm tagged on, tagged on under everything okay. so facebook jackie wires beauty guru okay and then the rest is twitter jackie wires instagram jackie wires snapchat and youtube awesome well thank you so much jackie Thank you. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Great talking to you.
0: Well, that's it. That's our interview. And thank you so much for joining us here. Once again, I am your host, Erica Piera. And for all show notes and videos and more goodies, make sure you go to the Beauty and the Vlog website at beautyandthevlog.com and check out our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Beauty and the Vlog. Thanks so much, guys.